0: Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, babes. I'm super excited about this season's lineup of amazing, powerful, and ultra badass women who are examples for all of us on how we can get it done. Well, today is an awesome surprise. I have Hannah Ashton with me. You might know her as a podcaster and a YouTuber, um, but I am really excited about the fact that she is in college launching her first Business planner, which we're going to talk about, and she has more chutzpah, which I'll explain to you if you don't understand, than many adults that I work with. Not that nineteen isn't adulting, but <laughs> um, she has got the business wherewithal that I have thought I had at nineteen, but took me many decades to pull together. So I'm super excited to share everything about Hannah with you if you don't know her already, uh, because. This one is going to blow your mind. Uh, Zach Peters, you have competition. (laughs) Welcome, Hannah. (laughs) Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me and for that great introduction. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I told Zach he was a high achiever and overachiever. And I'm like, nope, he's just met his match with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Hannah,
1: I believe you're in Nashville. Is that correct? Or Knoxville? Knoxville. Uh, My hometown is Knoxville. So that's where I am for the summer. But I go to school in Nashville, Tennessee. That's awesome. Um,
0: and you have been a podcaster. I'm sorry. You've been a YouTuber since a young age, 10-ish. Is that about right? Yeah. It? Yeah.
1: Around 10 years old is when I started first making videos just for fun. It was using my webcam. I used American Girl Dolls for stop motions and I did their hair and I wasn't allowed to show my face or anything because this was 2010. So I think it was smart of my parents to you know, be cautious about the online space, but I'm really happy they still allowed me to pursue that because I've now had many different channels and produced many much different content now than American Girl Doll videos, um, but I've stuck with YouTube for the past nine years. I'm so impressed. I really am. At
0: your age, I was always about being behind the camera. I was always about supporting other people and being in front of the camera. Obviously YouTube wasn't available then. This wasn't even an option. We were making our own movies, but it was on these giant tapes that you've never even seen before, but I love it. So what, when you went from American doll to what you're doing now, how did you start this transition?
1: Yeah. So I stuck with American Girl Dolls probably like into early middle school, just because by that time I had a collection and I was older. So younger girls would watch my videos and ask like how I took care of them over the years. And then in middle school was when beauty gurus were on the scene on YouTube. So Juicy Star 07 and Bethany Moda. And that's the kind of content that I like to watch then um, as I was you know getting into makeup myself. And so my parents then allowed me when I was probably about 14 to show my face and just share more of my life in the fact of like the products I was using and the clothes I was buying. So I transitioned more into a girl's lifestyle channel. And then throughout high school, I found my love for entrepreneurship. Interning for a few businesses, my dad's an entrepreneur. So I like really got to see him and understand his business better. And so I started looking into how I could do my own business. And I was making money with my YouTube channel By the time I was in high school. So that also helped. And so I started adding some, you know, girl boss entrepreneurship videos to my channel while sticking with sharing my lifestyle videos and my transition into college videos. I think that's so fabulous.
0: Um, Again, I wish I'd had a platform like that at your age, but I was wondering where the entrepreneurial side came. So you're saying it's from your dad. So you've you've answered that question, check, check. Um, But you really have grown a brand and you're 19. So Again, what kind of drove you to do this? What, um, what has led you to the project you're about to launch? Um, how did you get to actually want to host workshops and events? I love the whole transition.
1: Yeah, just like any entrepreneur, I just started with one thing, which led to another and then another. So YouTube has always been my bread and butter. It's what's funded these other amazing projects. So I still upload weekly to my channel. But then around sophomore year of high school, I started interning for an online publication called The Letter Magazine. And so I was an intern type of deal with them where I wrote some articles. And then the founder, my friend Lauren Taylor, she actually wanted to start a YouTube channel. And since I had a channel on the team, she asked for help. And so So I told her like how I make my thumbnails, what videos I think would do best, all of that. And she told me one day, you know, Hannah, if you wanted to do this and coaching management after college or while you're in college, I think you'd be great at that. And I loved that idea. I never thought about coaching people with YouTube because it was just my love and my passion um, for so long. And then I thought, you know, why wait for college? Like if she was wanting to work with me now, maybe others will too. So over my winter break, my Christmas break of that year, that was my junior year of high school. I'm pretty sure now um, after I started working with her sophomore year, I just played around with Wix and created my first website just over winter break, set up the booking feature and then announced it. I re- distinctly remember it was the Sunday after my high school's winter formal dance. I launched this consulting business basically. And so I was offering like 60, 45 minute to 60 minute calls with anyone who wanted to sign up and just talk about their channel, talk about like what, I believe brought me success in my channel, that all the tips I've learned about SEO and editing and quality and to my surprise, I was getting some people signing up and it was the first time I had ever sold something before then. It was always like content, which is you make money through monetization on YouTube and Instagram. So it was really cool to actually like have a business. Learned a lot, a lot of growing pains through that because I had no consulting experience at all. (laughs) I was basically just talking to these people like I would my friend if they asked me about YouTube advice. Um, So I kept with that for about a year. Started a podcast during that time too. It's now called the Dream Achieve Podcast, which Lisa will be on soon, which is exciting. And then about a year into that, I stopped doing the one-on-one consulting and I created a six-week course because I wanted to like start with women from the beginning because most of them had a, never had a channel and I wanted to teach them all the little things because YouTube is a monster, especially now. Like There's a lot of aspects to it and it's not an overnight success at all. So I was also really surprised to find that it was a lot of older women wanting to work with me. I thought it would maybe have been girls my age or younger, but I found most of them were older clients because of my prices. And, you know, consulting and coaching is maybe not as affordable for college students or high school students. So most of these women had jobs of their own that were help funding their passion. Um, But I loved doing that. I ended up deciding to stop coaching and consulting when I was heading into college just because the whole aspect of preparing for each call and then scheduling. I knew I had a roommate, so it'd be hard to find time in a dorm um, with three other roommates, you know, not being in there to like have a quality call. So I decided to put coaching aside, um, even though I learned a ton from it. And then in September, this past September of my freshman year of college, I had the idea for my new product, which is launching June 22nd and, or sorry, June 15th. My next event is June 22nd. (laughs) Um, Wait, it's this week. I know it's this week. Yes. June 15th. um, I had the idea to do a workbook planner, which we can get into. And then also right before I went to college, I hosted my first in-person event in Knoxville. And so that was something cool too. So all the things that I've done have all kind of stemmed from just wanting to try something new in the business and in personal branding. And, And yeah, now I'm also, like I just mentioned, moving on to my second event, um, which is coming up in Chicago on June 22nd. So yeah. Hannah, I am,
0: okay, we don't know each other, but I am so proud of you. I mean, (laughs) I'm just listening to everything you've done. And there's a lot of parallels into, um, you know, what I wanted to do at your age and didn't have the wherewithal or even understand, you know there was the digital age hadn't happened yet like this all the stuff wasn't even available um and i laughed when you were talking about you have an older audience um who who are your coaching clients because i am still i do everything but youtube is the only thing that i really haven't tackled because it's like oh my god one more thing to learn mm-hmm. i was for a second i was like you're going to have a new client cuz you can you can take that over for me <laughs> um that's one thing i have truly avoided not because I don't want to, but I honestly don't know the time. I mean, it's, there's only so many hours in the day. Right. I have clients, I have other businesses and it's like, how do you manage all these things? So I'm thoroughly impressed. I love, love, love that you've taken on businesses that you have, not that you don't have to experience in, but you hadn't been a consultant before. Nobody taught you how to do this. You learned as you went. Um, you also are fearless, which is Honestly, more than half the battle um, and your confidence because you're so enthusiastic and authentic about what you do radiates. And that is something that if you can continue to bottle and share will bring you success for your lifetime. But it's it's so exciting to see it in your eyes right now and what your future has in store for you to have so much focus at 19 about what you want. Um, it's, it's really exciting. So I'm thrilled about thank this. this oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I get to hear like, Oh, the future looks so bright. <laughs> like this is fantastic. I would like to know, cause this is something I know that comes up a lot. How did you balance? Right. Because I feel like when I talk to a lot of college age girls, so where I went to college, I was in a sorority and then I've been the recruitment advisor for the last four years at that same school. And college is obviously a lot different than it was even when I went there. Um, a lot more responsibility. You guys have majors I've never even heard of. Um, it's, it's a tougher game than even when I was there, I did work full time, but balancing school work, sorority, whatever your social life is, how did you find all the balance? And do you feel like you had to give up something for that?
1: Yeah, I look back and for me, my junior, senior year of high school was the hardest to balance it all. Um, I'll get into like what my college schedule kind of looked like. But in high school, I was I went to a very small private school. We were actually the first graduating class. So we were guinea pigs and I was the oldest girl at the school, basically, like pre-K through 12. Um, so I was doing tennis, choir, musical, like I was involved in everything just because I could. And so I would be at school from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., you know, crazy hours, and then come back and have videos to edit and all this. So what I tell people when they ask me in my videos, how do you manage your time? I think it's all about seasons and prioritizing different things and seasons of your life. So yeah, I definitely gave up probably a lot of aspects of high school and also now in college that a lot of people do. I... I love hanging out with my friends on weekends. I love grabbing brunch, but I am not a night person. Like I will not be heading out at night. And so maybe that's like when other people, that's their time to have fun. I'm that's when I kind of focus on my work. Um, So I do give and take with those kinds of things, but also when I'm in school, I I do prioritize my school. Like I made the decision to go to college. I am studying entrepreneurship, which helps because I'm interested in this, but I definitely prioritize school because it's expensive. And so like this past year in college, yes, I was doing videos and yes, I was working on this workbook, but I decided since I wanted to prioritize, um, school and work that I wasn't going to join a sorority. And I wanted to, cause I did all the things in high school and I was like, no, in college, I want to do what I really want to do. I don't want to be tied to showing up at other people's events. Like I want to be working on my own stuff. So I didn't choose that path, but yeah, like while I'm in school, focusing on school and friends and then work. So if I can't get two YouTube videos up that week, you know, it's okay. We'll do the one video instead. I'm going to focus on studying for my test. Now that I'm in summer, it's like full work, friends and family mode. So what I do is like, I really am enjoying my summer schedule right now. I'll wake up at seven or 8 AM, do work for a few hours. And then I try to be done editing, podcasting, whatever um, in the afternoon. So around like two ish is when I will go hang out with friends or hang out with my family, eat dinner with them, swim, whatever. And that's kind of how I try to balance it all. Um, I definitely work weekends, like Saturday mornings, you'll see me up Sunday before church. I'll try to edit a few things. It's kind of just making sure I make sure that every second, not second, but most hours of my day are going towards something. I don't just mindlessly scroll on my phone. Like, even my parents and my friends will tell you, like, I have it down to the hour, uh, which is just the season of my life. Like, I'm hustling now so that when I'm older and, you know, maybe career isn't the number one priority on my list, maybe it's then like a relationship and family, then I can kind of focus more on that. But at this point in my life, like I love what I do and I want to pour into it as much as I can. So I really try to schedule out my day. I do time blocking, which is... Yes, I was just going to say time blocking is what you're, you're about to over-
0: yes. so you teach. I'm like, she's explaining time blocking for those of you who are paying attention.
1: <laughs> yes. And so that's actually in my, in my workbook planner is I did like a my weekly spread on one side has a to do list for each day and then a space for time blocking each day because that's just what I do I make sure like from the moment I wake up to the time it's time for me to start winding down and have a little bit Netflix or whatever at night like that I'm making the most of it whether that's scheduling in time for friends or work Excellent.
0: And again, I think that's what keeps you kind of ahead of the game because you know exactly what you want to accomplish for the day. You know what you need to tackle and you know how to prioritize and that will obviously keep you more efficient. Um, And I love that you're balancing, you know, your family and your social um, while you are pushing through on this business. So yeah, let's talk about the planner that you're about to launch. How did this come about and what is it all about?
1: Yeah. So it is the Dream Achieve Workbook. It is a goal setting workbook plus six month planner in one. So I had this idea back in September in college because at the time I was using two different planners, an academic planner, and then a planner that had time blocking for YouTube and business. And I was like, okay, this is great, but I hate looking around two planners and just getting mixed up. So I started thinking to myself, if I designed my own planner pages, like what would it look like? So I am very bad at drawing, very little graphic design skills, but I just started sketching out on a blank piece of paper, what I would want in my day. And then I really Googled and asked just older people who had done the product business before, like in my podcast or professors, I really just asked as many questions as I could. And I started learning how to use InDesign, which is like Photoshop, okay, but nice. for publication. So like, I just taught myself <laughs> through YouTube really? videos. That, really? Yeah. i I'm impressed.
0: It is one tough uh, software <laughs> to manage. It is, InDesign <laughs> is not easy.
1: Yes, I yeah, I just I literally YouTube how to start doing that. Um so I did all the graphic work in the book. I looked at YouTube videos about manufacturing a product because that was really what scared me. Like, how do I get actual materials to me? Um, I'd never done that before. Like I said, I was content and then service-based business. So this was a totally new business to go into. But I looked at, you know, like Alibaba, what the best options were. Um, and then I started interviewing my friends because I know those were like my main, my, my clients, well, not my clients, my customers. So I would take them out to coffee and be like, okay, I know you use a planner. Cause that's also another thing I noticed in college as soon as the professor said an assignment, all the girls and some guys brought out their planners and wrote it down. Um, and I was like, okay, so I know my generation is still using paper planners. It's not completely digital. I know I like to use them. And so I would ask my friends like what they would want, what the look they would want what the spreads would be like. And eventually I came up with the book, how it is today. Here's the, here's the sample. That's great. Yeah. I wanted it to be very sophisticated, not look like a college planner um, or a workbook, but I love it because the beginning is called the dream section. So we have short-term, long-term goal settings, figuring out if you want to do a side hustle, explaining what that is. And then the achieve section of the workbook is a six 6 month undated planner. And in the monthly spreads, you'll of course have your calendar and your weekly spreads, but also a place where you can schedule like your content, create a content calendar, a budget, a habit tracker, plan your routines, like all the content that people love in my YouTube videos. I tried to channel into this book because they just continuously ask for my morning routine. Fantastic. and ask how they can do theirs. And I'm like, okay, well let me lay it out for you so you can like walk through how to create your morning routine in a physical product. And then there's uh, some reflection journal entries at the end. But yeah, I'm really excited to to launch it for pre-order and hopefully get all the books out before the next semester of school starts. It's fantastic. And I will say I am I am
0: personally shocked because your generation is so digital how much you guys love planners. Like When I was pulling together, when I started the podcast, and I was pulling together ideas for giveaway items. I kept asking a couple of networking groups I'm in. I'm like, okay, so would you want, and I was looking for expensive gifts. They all wanted planners. And I was like, Mm. huh? (laughs) It kind of blew my mind because I thought for sure everything you guys would do would be Slack, you know, everything digital. Why, Why the heck are you guys using planners like we did. I mean, in my day, it was called a Filofax and they were fantastic. And I hope to God one day Filofax comes back. Um, but they were, it was, everyone had them. And it is really, really interesting to me to see this cycling back. Um, and it being such a big part of your lives. Cause that's why a lot of people in my generation, we, we use the calendar on our phone, but I have so many friends who still need to like handwrite their calendars. Like they want to know, like they want to see the month in advance and know exactly where everything's going. And um, it's, it's interesting how we live this digital life, but nothing's better than having it on paper. So I think your yeah. timing is perfect. And I love that you added the aspirational side of it as well. Um, and that you're sharing your own um, special perks, like what you do that work for you. Um, I love all of this. I'm so proud of you. And exact name of the planner is? The Dream Achieve Workbook. And they can find it where?
1: HannahAshton.myshopify.com.
0: Fantastic. And we'll make sure that that's added at the end. Um, So it looks beautiful. She's got a great planner. And again, all of you Gen Zs, right? Gen Zs.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like right on the line, like by three years, I think it's a difference. But uh,
0: I have to stop calling you all millennials. So That's what I've had to learn. But I love it. Um, I think it's super, super cool. So Hannah, now that you've done, okay, let's see a podcast, YouTube, you've now launched, about to launch your very first big product. Tell me, um, I know you do some workshops, events and public speaking as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I got into public speaking 2018. I was asked to talk about YouTube at a conference um, in Arizona and it was a blogger conference and I was thrilled like I was ecstatic that I was asked being 18 years old. And, um, it was because I did the consulting, like they could have asked any other YouTuber, but they knew that I had experience talking to people about actually starting a YouTube channel, um, which maybe other YouTubers hadn't. So I think honestly, that is why they asked me. So my mom and I flew out to Arizona, had a great time at the conference. I spoke two sessions in one day that were an hour long each in front of like 15 to 45 attendees in each. So it was like a big thing to just jump into. Thankfully, I had public speaking um, experience at my high school. We did a very project-based, presentation-based school, which helped. Um, But I was on the plane back from that conference and I was like, oh my goodness, mom, this filled me up. This brought me so much joy. I would love to do this in my hometown or just like host my own event. Little did I know how much work goes into... (laughs) hosting live events. Yep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that was in February. And then I had a bunch of other things, you know, um, working on school and all of that. So I really didn't start planning this event till the summer. And so I had like two months to put together this event in Knoxville and I, I really did it all myself. Um, I didn't hire an event planner or anything, which looking back, that was one of the lessons I learned was to get some help. So I looked into venues, looked into getting sponsors, cold emailed, cold called local businesses to see if they want to sponsor. And by August 2nd, which was the event date, I thankfully had sold all 45 tickets and had food sponsored and goodie bags. And I was completely burnt out, which I've talked yeah. about on my channel. Like, yes, it looked amazing. Yes, it was amazing, but I was burnt out. And it was because I did it all Myself and was so worried about it being perfect that I didn't want anyone else's help. And I didn't want to, you know, like pay out for things that I knew I could do. Right. But in the long run, I should have. And also, like, I couldn't enjoy my summer as much. Like, it really just stressed me out. So that was a great first event. Like I said, really burnt out after it. But then an amazing woman named Jen reached out to me on it through email saying she's from Chicago and she loved the pictures of my event and wanted to know if I could co-host something in Chicago next summer, which is this summer. And that sparked me up because I wouldn't be doing it alone. I would have a co-host, someone who is in Chicago, like managing that aspect. I'm, you know, marketing giving ideas, um, talking to the panelists and the speakers we're going to have. And so all this year, we started planning Chicago Creates, which is our upcoming event on June 22nd. And it is all about being a blogger or a creator outside of LA. Because I know when I started YouTube, I thought I had to live in LA and go to an art school college there to like really grow my influence, but that is not the case nowadays. Um, So I've actually never been to Chicago. I'm really excited to go. And it is just a three-hour Saturday event with two session leaders, a panel, and lots of fun. That sounds fantastic. First of all, kudos to your high school
0: for um, the public speaking element because I avoided it like the plague in high school. I avoided it in college. I knew what I wanted to do for a career. And since I didn't want any public speaking in my life, I made sure that I didn't have to do it, um, which was a big mistake um, because now that's what I get paid to do. And so I had to get over that fear. That was a huge limiting belief that I had um, for many years. And when I started this business eight years ago, the first thing I realized was, oh, I'm going to have to have events and speak in front of people. How the heck am I going to do this? <laughs> um, and you just learn. But the fact that you've got this practice, you are cool as a cucumber on stage. You own the room. You obviously love what you do. Having these strengths, again, at your age, huge, huge. And I wonder if part of it is the experience of being on camera with the YouTube Um, element of it because you're obviously comfortable in front of people. You don't have a problem speaking about any topic, but I love that you keep pushing yourself. And actually, I wanted to circle back to you having the event and that you said you took on too much and because you wanted to make sure it was perfect. Mm -hmm. So here's where we're parallel. (laughs) Um, We are kind of a type A, uh, also an alpha female, which is awesome. I love it and own it 100%. We have to learn how to delegate. And it doesn't mean that you're any less. It doesn't mean that your product and the outcome won't be fantastic, but you have to be, you're the star of the show, right? People are coming to hear you speak. They want to hear your voice and they want to hear your knowledge. All those other elements are the things you have to delegate because you have to save your energy for that exact purpose. Right. You a vision. And you can say, I want these types of vendors and I want things to look this way and I want it to sound this way. And you can have the final say in everything. But yes, learning to delegate all those little parts in between, you're going to have amazing events going forward because you have done all the work yourself. You know exactly what it takes to get it done. Um, and then you're going to find the right people. And it, that's the challenging part is finding the right people. <laughs>
1: yes. No, such good advice. Definitely. If I could tell my year younger self, it would be that. <laughs> And now actually this summer, this is my mom's idea. She said, why don't you hire kind of like a personal assistant to help you with things that you're so used to doing now, they're like just second nature and it's just like background so that you can focus on all these new projects. So Mm -hmm. I actually hired one of my high school friends, Eden. She's two years younger than me, but she's an amazing work ethic and I just have known her for so many years. So I know she'd be great. And so she works with me just, you know, like six hours a week on editing things like the podcast or doing emails and Instagram captions. And she's only been working with me for about two weeks now, but it's already just a breath of fresh air to have those things taken care of.
0: Absolutely. And again, as someone who found it really hard to delegate, I, I'm kind of the type of like, oh, I'll just do it myself. I'd rather just get it done and do it myself. It's so much smarter. You really do need to save your energy. You need to save your ability to shine um, by delegating. So hats off to you. So, okay. You, you didn't even need this lesson. You've already figured that out. You've got the help. I'm so, you are so leaps and bounds ahead of everyone. Um, what's next for Hannah. After the event on the 22nd, what's oh, next?
1: Yeah. So I'm really just w- wanting to pour into this workbook and the sales over the summer, get out shipping and, you know, figure out that monster <laughs> itself. <laughs> Need <help>. And then <laughs> I'm right onto back to school college content. Um, that's a big, big area for me. So I'm already like in contact with brands, getting ready videos for you know, two months from now, um, moving into dorms and all of that. So back to school is big and I'm excited for the product to be with me during that time too. And yeah, just, just taking it step by step. Awesome. Do you have your eyes set on the next project after
0: the planner or does the planner continue into something else?
1: Yeah, not yet. I mean, I'm waiting to see how it does. I would love to do updated versions, you know, just keep creating better and better products, come up with different products, um, really see just, yeah, how I like the product business and go from there. I love it. I love it. Hannah,
0: honestly, um, I am just so blown away. I love speaking to college age girls in particular, not that guys aren't great, but um, because I do so much work with, again, my former sorority, I, I'm very familiar with you guys and what you're going through. And I love it because um, the businesses that I share with them are very similar about helping them build their confidence, about helping them start their own first businesses, sometimes mm-hmm. called the side hustle, like you mentioned already. But what I found, and actually you've got the little secret sauce. Why, how am I going to say this? Do your friends do what you do? Are they as driven as you? Or do you kind of stand out from, let's say, the group you grew up with?
1: Definitely my friends who aren't in the YouTube businessscape, business scape, I do feel very different from, um, which has its pros and cons. Like, they allow me to relax and feel like a normal college student. But it, it has been weird. Like, growing up, I don't know what made me have this passion, what made me want to like achieve so much and start so young. I do think my parents were a huge part of this. And honestly, um, I've always had a really uh, good like faith and relationship with God and just like have prayed over my career and my life for so long that I think it's just starting to all come into fruition which I'm so thankful for. But yeah, I don't. that's something I also realized in college was because college classes are usually only have like two a day or so. Once you get your homework done, you do have quite a bit of free time is what I found my first year. We'll see how it goes going into later years. So this first year of college, I was like, okay, like I have time to pour into other aspects of my life. But I can also see how easy it is to let that time slip away if you're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. Easily could have sat on the couch and watched YouTube videos, watched Netflix for three hours after a hard class. Like, my mind wanted to do that. But I think it really just takes knowing your end goals and knowing, like, okay, if I want to achieve this career goal in a year, this is where I start. And this is the daily habits I have to implement to get there. So, what would you say
0: to a fellow 19 year old who? doesn't have the background you do. She hasn't created a YouTube page. She doesn't have a podcast. She's not a blogger. She's just a fellow student, but she sees you accomplishing so much at 19. Um, where would you tell her to start or, or what would you encourage her to pursue? Just curious. Yeah,
1: I would say to try a bit of everything till you find out what you're really passionate about. Again, if it's not in the blogging sphere, maybe it's in sports, maybe it's in science. Um, but just kind of figuring out while you're young and while, You know, you have the opportunity. Maybe you are like paying rent, things like that, but you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, like, where's my next meal going to come from? You know, that kind of thing. Like, while you have this freedom, while you're in high school, especially, like, figure out what you want to do, figure out where your passion lies, and then start from the very bottom of just like buying all the books about it, listening to all the podcasts about it, finding Instagrammers that talk about it, and just like immerse yourself in learning and being self-taught um because you can learn so much online. Like it's such a great resource. And yeah, I have like if you look at my bookshelf now, it probably looks like no other 19 year old girl's bookshelf. <laughs> I have like leave your mark, Instagram marketing books, uh yeah, she means business, like tons of just business. <laughs> no, that's fantastic.
0: Because a lot of this is self-taught because even though you're in school and thankfully they have an entrepreneurial program for you now, they're all of these elements are changing mm-hmm. daily, weekly, monthly. My shelf is full of books too. I'm constantly learning. I'm a coach, but I have a coach. I mean, you never stop trying to accelerate and achieve, but I love hearing from you, like what like you've got your eyes on because I see, if I had known about all these possibilities at 19... I don't know if I could have kept a lid on it. It was hard enough for me to stay in school for four years because I knew what I wanted to do when mm-hmm. I graduated. But having to ha- having the ability to do all these things in school and be earning beyond the work or the retail job that I had, um, I would be so ecstatic and I'd be like jumping out of my skin. Like, sign me up. I want to do everything. Yeah. So I love, I love that you're taking it on. And I also love that you are very honest um, about the struggle side of it in the sense that it's it can look pretty because we create this beautiful image on social media, but the work is hard. It's not easy. It might be enjoyable, but it's not always easy. And that stumbling and I don't want to say failing, but failing on things make you realize like how to do things better in the future, how I can how I can just be stronger or better at that thing. And then again the best one for you is gonna be like learning to delegate as much as you can so you can keep pursuing the creative side of you because that's obviously again your your star, your path is to be the creative one. Um and it's just oh, it's just so exciting to see from your eyes.
1: Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree with everything you said. And I'm excited to announce the workbook because I've been filming this whole process, like just vlogging, even taking a lot of clips on my phone when I was working on it in my dorm. So I have like yeah. an hour worth of blog footage that I'm going to share once I post this on my YouTube channel, which is Hannah Ashton. Because yeah, like figuring out, like speaking with people across seas about a product that's just in your head, like it's hard and it's hard to get your, what you want across. I also went through a breakup with my boyfriend, like oh. this past semester. So it, I wanted to share like the days that I was wanting to cry and like, okay, I have finals coming up. I'm not hearing back from my manufacturer and this, all my emotions are going crazy. Like I made sure to turn on record and if people don't want to watch it, they can skip it and just look at the pretty cool parts. But I also did want to share that because everything you do, like there's going to be struggles. And I, I, I'm, what I'm doing now, like right before the launch is preparing myself for, yes, I put my heart and soul to this. I totally believe in my product, but it's business. And if it's not what the market needs and it does fail, like that is not a, something I should take personally. Correct. That's just Thank you. <laughs> it's not necessarily me failing. It's just this one aspect that I've all just these ideas I've put together. So that's something I'm currently working through. Honestly, best thing
0: ever. So, part of again, building confidence and really staying ahead of it is to not take the business personally because it's not you, it's timing, it's timing on every element. So, okay, kudos to you, Hannah. You are going to be a superstar. I'm so glad I can say I knew you when um, (laughs) because you are headed. Really far and to big places because this I know this and I'll explain kind <laughs> of my background is in talent I was a talent agent and manager for twelve years I can spot talent a mile away and you my dear are going places and it's going to be super exciting to watch that flourish I have one last question for you as we wrap up um, because of my background in Hollywood um, I always love to ask this question because it was a game we used to play who would play you in the story of your life Oh you, goodness any actor or actress that you want.
1: My obsession right now, she's older than me, but maybe she can play me when I'm older, is Gina Rodriguez. Yes. We actually have the same last name. So I'm half Puerto Rican. Um, I go under my middle name, Hannah Ashton. And I just love all that she's doing in Hollywood right now. I love Jane the Virgin. Mm -hmm. I've been supporting her new movies that are coming out. And I just think she is so like just down to earth and just shares her personality through through her work and also has great like social change she promotes. So Gina Rodriguez, I love that woman. I think that is spot on.
0: Well done. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah. Um, okay, let's make sure that everyone has your proper information. How can they find you on social media?
1: Yeah, so on YouTube, again, it's Hannah Ashton. That's A S H T O N, Hannah with an H at the end as well. And then on Instagram, it's Miss Hannah Ashton, M I S S. And then you can also follow the workbooks on Instagram, which is Dream Achieve Workbook on Instagram as well. Fantastic. And I'll make sure that's part of the show
0: notes as well. So everyone can check on that and get on the ball to purchase Hannah's new uh, workbook planner on the 15th of June, which is right around the corner. All right. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure talking to you today, Hannah. Thank you. I am thrilled to have had you on the show.
1: It was a great interview. I loved it. Thank
0: you, hon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Hannah Ashton as much as I did. As a matter of fact, I'd love to hear your top two takeaways. So tag me at The Confidence Crown on IG. And if you haven't already subscribed, click that button now and then leave a review and tell three friends. And so that I know that you know that I know you've been listening to The Confidence Crown.